Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the NCAST, a podcast from NContracts, the leader in enterprise risk and compliance management solutions. My name is Guy Weissmantle. I get to lead the marketing team at NContracts. And if you've been in the banking or the credit union industry for any length of time, the name Mike Lawson will likely be a familiar one to you. Mike is the founder of CU Broadcast. CU Broadcast is a credit union video talk show and today it has over 15,000 subscribers, something that we certainly aspire to here at the NCAST. CU Broadcast is a collection of informative online video interviews, and in them, uh, they really discuss everything that is going on with credit unions today, issues and trends, and they do it with people who are have a ton of industry experience, people who are influencers, innovators, game changers, ambassadors for credit unions. So it's a fantastic resource and a fantastic place for people to go to learn what's going on in the credit union business today. So in today's episode, our own Marnie Keller gets a chance to catch up with Mike. Marnie is the Senior Vice President for Partnerships with Contracts. I get to work with her every day. She's awesome. And she finds out from Mike how he got started in this business 10 years ago, uh, how things have changed, and a bunch of other questions that we know his faithful followers will want to know. So let's let these two take it away. Mike Lawson, welcome <laughs> to NCAST. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. How are you? What I really wanted to say was Uh-oh. happy anniversary, CU Broadcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's our 10-year anniversary. November 2010 is when we started. And my gosh, what a journey it's been. How many episodes? Oh, gosh, we're, last I counted, was over 4,200 episodes. Yeah, that's a lot of talking. You know a lot of words. Um, Yeah, I get my dictionary out. I'm good. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think that really takes takes me to my first question because I I will just say it's really an honor to interview someone who is such a seasoned veteran of interviewing people in the union space. Um, Tell tell everybody how you got started with CU Broadcast. Oh goodness. Well, we talked a little bit about this before the recording, and it was all basically. Let's see if this works, you know? So, but I mean, backstories, I mean, I have, a, I have a broadcast journalism degree from college and I wasn't really using it. I was, I was writing stories instead of doing video and audio and all that type of stuff. But anyway, long story short, got involved with credit unions back in the mid nineties, working for Scimitar as our marketing person there for a while. Then I left Scimitar after six or so, seven years or whatever. And then I started my own marketing firm uh, DML communications and do like some marketing stuff and PR and things like that. But then I always wanted to get, I always wanted to do the, do the journalism thing. So I found this cool app that worked with Skype that would split the screen right in half. I could be on one side and the person I'm interviewing could be on the other side and it could be all video. And I went, Oh my gosh, I think I've died and gone to heaven. This is like the perfect thing for me. So and I literally said, you know, let, let's try this and see if it works. Because nobody at that point was really doing interview, I mean, doing video at the time. This is back in 2010. And I saw how successful YouTube was and all these other kind of online video channels and things. And went, you know, why can't we do this in the credit union industry? Why not? So, so again, literally, I said, well, let's see if this works. And so I got a few friends together in the credit union industry and said, hey, do you mind if I just do this interview via Skype? And they said, yeah, sure. And like they, and they said, yeah, let's see if this works type of thing. So, <laughs> so we did it. And again, you know, 10 years later, 4,000 videos later, here we are. So it was, it's pretty, pretty neat. But back in 2010, mm-hmm. as you recall, the bandwidth wasn't that great. So maybe 
50% of the calls worked and <laughs> 50 didn't. So people would freeze or the connection would cut out. And, but you know, today we're all doing, we're all PhDs in Zoom now. So, um, so yeah, so the, obviously the technology's gotten a lot better, bandwidth has gotten better. So yeah, here we are 10 years Did later. Did you ever think that you were going to run out of people to interview? Uh, ooh, that's a really good question. Um, no, the thought really never crossed my mind, but yeah, sometimes it's like, gosh, is there enough news in the credit union industry right. to like mm-hmm. do something every day? But at that time I wasn't doing something every day. I would think I was publishing maybe twice a week. It was very sparingly. Oh, yeah. Once or twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And then probably like four years in, three years in, something like that, when it's really started to catch on, went, well, maybe I should maybe do this every day, maybe just a video a day. And then once I did that, then I could really see things really ramped up. I'm like, whoa, look at that. You know, and the subscribers went through the ceiling and it was really cool. Now I'm doing like, you know, at least two videos a day, at least two videos, or if I do a conference, you know, who knows how many videos I'll get on a conference. Yeah, so it's a lot. Right. So yeah. So a lot of fun. Yeah. It's like, it's like a la carte shopping when you open your email. I mean, yeah. you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. We like to give people kind of a cornucopia of, of topics to choose from. And that kind of goes back to your last question. Like, is there enough news? And I've discovered like, yeah, there is enough news out there. Right. Especially, I mean, gosh, especially 2020, my gosh, the news. I mean, it's now just this 24, I mean, I could probably do, I don't know, five to 10 stories a day if I had the time to do it all, you know? So um, so there is enough news out there and thankfully so, because it means there's a lot of stuff, a lot of cool things happening in the credit union industry. So I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. Right. One question that I wanted to ask, what was the most listened to episode in one? Oh, gosh. Mm. Like, was there one that just this blew is... up your numbers? Oh, God. Anytime, like I, like I have Gigi Highland on, and so everyone really stops and listens when Gigi talks, yep. kind of like the old E.F. Hutton commercials, you know, back in the day. When E.F. Hutton talks, everyone stops and listens. So it's like when Gigi talks, people stop and listen. I mean, she's got, you know, the experience in the industry. She knows it backwards and forwards, and she's just as gracious as she can be. So her interview, especially, I did the, she was like one of my first interviews, actually. I'm like, she was probably like, who is this guy? You know? So, so I've always been thankful for her coming on. And then I got some folks from NCUA to come on. Those always go, you know, people yeah. always watch those. I can't really say definitively which one really kind of blew through the roof, but I can tell you the ones that really perform well are the ones that are just super educational. It's like, how did you do that? you know, and, and what were the results? How did you, I mean, how did you, it's kind of like the problem solution results type of format. Right. So those really, really do well, especially from when a credit union is telling their story. I was just about to say, I like the ones where the credit union started their own initiative or yep. they formed a QSO or yep. something like that, where they were like, there's a gap here. We need to fill it. Yep. Let's all come together and build it. Yeah. Yeah. I did one, I did a story earlier in like the, in the, in when COVID was happening and then um, I, correlation is a core processor within, within the industry. So we had them on with a, with a credit union where they did the very first remote core conversion. That one went through the roof. That one, cause that was like, what you're going to do that remotely. And me being a former core person, I mean, working at Scimitar way back in the day, you know, I went, how are they going to, how did they do that? I mean, I was more curious than anybody, I think. So, so that one did really, really well for 2020. So, yeah. Right. So we are new, we are new to doing a podcast, but we did a blog a couple of years ago 
So the Bank Services Act of 1961 allowed third-party service providers to provide technology. And I met a man at the um, AFT, which is the Association for Financial Technology. He worked at one of the first cores. And what they did every night was they, they bought an RV and they, the, the data could not go over the phone lines. Okay. So they would go to the financial institutions at night and go pick up the server, put it in the back of the RV, bring it back to the ops center, download the info. And then before bank hours, they would return. I could have listened oh to that God. man talk all day, <laughs> sitting around the campfire, tell us about olden times. And it's hard to believe that that's the type of ingenuity yeah. that was required to to run a core processor. Mm -hmm. You hear a story like that today, and then you're like, were you watching Comedy Central last night or something? You know, it's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But that's, like, I, yeah, that's what they had to yeah, do back so in the day. That is, sure. I will pay closer attention to your agenda when I when I see some of your some of your heavy hitter topics. Thank you. Um, speaking of topics, tell me what trends you're seeing. I mean, you you have a lot more guests. You're, you're doing a lot more because you can post multiple videos. Oh, yeah. Email blast. What, what trends are you seeing, especially in light of COVID? Well, obviously, as we all know, digital, the accelerator was put to the floor, basically. <laughs> this whole thing happened. You know, people were already, I mean, obviously, credit unions were, many, many credit unions out there were well on their digital transformation journey, as they like to call it. Right. But when this thing hit, it was like, okay, we just went from, you know, a brisk walk through the park to this is Usain Bolt on the 100 meter dash, getting these, getting their digital offerings going. So that was a big trend, uh, especially in the beginning, the first few months of it. I'd say back in you know May, June, even in, went into July. So that was a big trend in the beginning, obviously. And then a lot of things have kind of dovetailed off. There's like digital ID is really taking off now. Where oh, yeah. so I mean, wow. I mean, that's where everything is touchless. That's the trend. Contactless is the is the, the is the buzzword that I'm hearing now. So it was funny because before all this, everyone you go through like airports and things like that and go, oh, touch this here and that's where you're gonna be, or touch that there, and you have all these little kiosks and stuff, and you just now it's like you don't want to touch anything unless you're wearing 15 gloves and a mask and a hazmat suit. So especially going through an airport these days, but that's a whole other story. So but now everything is contactless, whether it's you know credit card, you know debit card your ID, your, everything is, where's my phone? Your, everything is done through this guy, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's taken it to a whole new level. Right. So I'd say touchless is really, really big right now. Um, just kind of off the top of my head. So obviously the digital offerings as well. So yeah, trying to do everything like there's like, you can do, oh my gosh, remote online notaries. You can do notaries online now. It's called RON, remote online notaries. So that's you know, many states have, have I guess, leg there's legislation and stuff that needs to be put forth. So there's a there's some states and it's going to sweep the country, obviously. So You're you can do that stuff now. Ideas. This is yeah, fantastic. There you go. Hey, I'm here to help you. <laughs> I mean, especially as it relates to risk and compliance. I don't know that I have heard on CU Broadcast about how compliance and risk really needs to have a seat at the table when they're bringing on these new products. Right, like, right. Really have to assess um, all of the different, all, all the weighing the pros and cons of, of how to proceed so that you're not exposing your credit bill, your credit union to any risk vulnerabilities. No doubt. And especially when there's so much uncertainty out there still, I mean, we're still, we're getting into the fall and the winter and who knows what's going to happen with this, uh, with this, this, this virus. So, you know, so 
obviously there's new regulations and compliance things you got to deal with all the time. And right. I, yeah, yeah. Business continuity. Holy smokes. You know, disaster. You really do have a front seat to all of it. I mean, you have no choice, but to listen to <laughs> industry leaders. I do, but I love it because the more interviews that I do, the more knowledge I get. And so in return, I can ask better questions. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I look at it. It's kind of a give and take, a little symbiotic relationship that I learned in one of my marine biology classes back in college. So I call it a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. You do know a lot of words. I told you. I do get my dictionary, my thesaurus, and I'm good to go. (laughs) Tell me about CU Knowledge Hub. I mean, we have used it, but we, I'm really excited to kind of hear a little more about um, what was behind it, how mm-hmm. it's been received in the credit union marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. CU Knowledge Hub is fairly new on CU Broadcast. We just kind of incorporated it over the summer. And it's a compilation of like recorded webinars, white papers, ebooks, all this really cool um, content that's, that's put out by industry experts. And, um, and it's all on this one page on our website, CU Knowledge Hub. It's on the top thing. You just click on it and boom, there's, I think we have over two dozen pieces of content on there now and it's growing. So we'll probably have three dozen by, you know, next week, who knows? But anyway, but so it's, it's, there's just so much content on that. It's very timely, very topical. Um, yeah. And thank you guys for participating on that as well. You guys have contributed greatly to the CU Knowledge Hub with your expertise. And so we're very appreciative of that. So, and we just see it as, as contributing more really good content to the industry, more educational content to the industry. People have questions. People, people are, are honestly, they're starving for information, but they're really, there's, there's a, there's a need for this type of information. So we thought, Hey, you know, let's create this new kind of place page on our website that just creates more depth to see you broadcast more robust content offering. Um, so yeah, that's CU knowledge in a nutshell. Again, you know, it's, there's, you know, white papers on there, eBooks, recorded webinars, all sorts of really cool stuff. Well, it's gotta be meaningful because no one's traveling. So, so people are doing online education. They're still missing a lot of the contact, even just the value of stopping by a trade show booth, which I think we all used to take for granted. I'd give it to schlep my uh, suitcase through an airport (laughs) right now. Um, you know, I, so I think there really is a need to really kind of capture all of that expertise so that they can pivot and operate their credit union a lot more efficiently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, No doubt. I agree. Yeah. There's people out there, they're looking for that information. And like you said, nobody's traveling right now. So there's time to read stuff and there's time to view stuff. I mean, obviously this year, I mean, actually for credit unions, it's been an incredibly busy year. We all thought we were going to be bored sitting around watching Netflix all day long, but no, it's been quite the contrary. <laughs> Anybody you talk to in the credit union industry, it's been, yeah. it's been, you know, 101 miles an hour since, mm-hmm. since March, it seems like. So and there's some amazing stories out there. Right. So with all the FinTech people who you talk to in this space, what is your sense of what the industry will look like five years from now? Because mm-hmm. you do have that front seat. You do have that, that front row seat to kind of yeah. understand how things are trending. Gosh, I mean, it's so hard to get that crystal ball out and shine it up, <laughs> get the fog out of it, or, or maybe it's just an eight ball, a giant eight ball playing the eight ball game, <laughs> or the magic eight ball. <laughs> Who knows what's going to come? But with technology, especially with technology. And that's just the driver of every of everything right now, you know. And who knows what it's going to look like in five? I mean, you could have, you know, 
stuff implanted in your brain by then who knows you know but i just i th- i see digital obviously continuing to accelerate i think i really love the digital the idea of digital id where you can have this digital id that's super secure because it's all based on the blockchain mm-hmm. so and just and using this not only at your financial institution credit unions in this case but using it for healthcare using it for like a passport using it for Gosh, what else? Well, um, you know, just identification, you know, like a, a virtual driver's license, basically, and all and have it all based at your at your credit union, have that them being the foundation of it. I mean, it just seems like a whole new world for credit unions. And I, I, I would really like to see that take off because that would just give a credit union that much more value to the member. If, and, you know, obviously they have a ton of value already, but gosh, it's just one more you know, arrow in your quiver to just add to that value proposition. So I I really like digital ID. Yeah, I was just reading a a survey about people have such faith in their financial institutions. I mean, Mm -hmm. of course, they all have insurance, but they really do know that their financial institution has their back. Yeah, yeah. So I think that would be a good platform to, to kind of carry that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as, yeah, and again, trying to get that crystal ball out. I just, yeah, I think, Things are just going to be, I think it's just going to be this, it's like what you see with the iPhone every year. It's like, you know, people complain, oh, there was nothing great about the iPhone. But if you look, if you take the iPhone 11 or 12, whatever they're on now, and you go back to like the iPhone 5, you know, and you see, oh my, it's a completely different machine, basically. When you look at it that way, instead of year by year. So that's how I see what's going to happen with credit unions over a year by year. Obviously, there's going to be more consolidation a lot of mergers, all that type of stuff, which is, I guess it's the nature of the beast right now. Um, but I just, I see the services that they're going to be offering is becoming more seamless. Um, at some point, the rocket mortgage commercial is going to become a reality, not just marketing speak. You're going to be able to go up to that house and go, Bleep, okay, got it. Thank you. You know, or go to that car and say, oh, that car. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Boop, put, press a button on your phone or your watch or whatever or whatever gizmo is going to be at that time. And you'll be able to purchase it right there based on obviously your financial situation and stuff. But yeah, I think technology again is going to be the driver of it all. Um, Is there one parting thing that you would like to say to the thousands of people who subscribe to CU broadcast? (laughs) A parting word? I would, my party you have many years ahead of you. This is not your retirement party. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I'm out. Um, gosh. It's been a good 10 years, Mike. It has been. Yeah. I would just say, Hey, thank you very much for providing us and all the other publications out there as well. I mean, everybody out there does a great job at delivering the news, delivering stories. And so we're just part of that little machine. We're just a little cog in that wheel. And we're very happy to compliment what everybody else is doing as far as the news goes. So, but as far as the credit unions themselves and even the vendors too, I mean, the, I guess the products and services that you guys are putting out, it just keeps getting better and better. It's like the whole, it's like the iPhone analogy. It just gets better and better with each iteration. So just keep up that good work. Keep, you know, keep your nose to the, what's it, the grindstone, so to speak. <laughs> so, and uh, keep that keep that pedal to the floor and keep accelerating because that's the only way we're going to stay ahead of that curve. And and, for, and just, and crediting specifically, obviously the stories that we heard this year, I mean, I'm sure you've heard 
a bunch of amazing stories from Creighton is just going above and beyond the call of duty to help out the members keep doing that. You know, and I'm sure they will obviously, because that's what Creighton's are all about just going above and beyond. So I just keep doing that. And, and the momentum will just get, it's going to be a snowball effect. I, that's, that's what I truly, truly believe. And people, the word will spread, the industry will grow. And so, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm actually as wacky as 2020 has been, I'm actually really excited to see what's going to happen in the next six to 12 to 18 months um, from all of this. We're going to see some pretty amazing innovations come from all this, if not, if not already. So we've seen some pretty cool things along with the great inspiring stories that credit unions put out on a daily basis. So whether there's a crisis or not, of invention, is it not? No doubt. No doubt. And this year has really proved that, huh? <laughs> well, thank you for being on NCAST today. I want to say you're welcome. Happy anniversary. Thank you. When I see, when I see Mike Lawson's name in my inbox, it's like, I'm like Pavlov's dog. I immediately <laughs> Open it. I can't not open it. So keep on another 10 years to you. And Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah, we look, we look forward to some really great things coming here in the next few years. We'll see you broadcast and we appreciate uh, your support as well. And what you guys do for the industry is just has been phenomenal as well. So thank you for all that you guys do as well. Thanks, Mike. You are very welcome. Good job, Marty. That was fun. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. If you like what you hear, please do hit that subscribe button and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you'd like to get more information on CU Broadcast, be sure to visit them at www.cubroadcast.com. And also don't forget to visit our blog and our resource center at www.encontracts.com as well. Thanks everyone. And we'll see you next time.